Giggles Live Radio Network. Named important stuff on the Giggles Live Radio Network. Episode two coming from the beautiful town of Port Wainimi. I'm Tom McLean with Stephen Gama and another guy named Tom McLean. How you fellas doing? Port and stuff. Port and stuff. Wasn't that great? Yeah. <laughs> port and stuff. Port and yep. stuff. Sounds important. Damn, we are in a port. We're giving. We're, me and Tommy actually kind of have a little bit of a surprise episode today, a little yeah. bit, because we uh, there's a story linking to our beloved Lajanelle. Lajanelle. And we're yeah. going to be sharing that story today. All right. Yeah. So uh, anything going on that we have going on in the town of Port Wainimi besides beach cleaning up stuff that we have that we're looking forward to that we might need to let people know about? Well, we're always looking forward to the 4th of July. We have a a community barbecue and you helped us set up for a memorial day right oh yeah remember that's that's the start of our community barbecue is that we get there and we oh another <laughs> camp out situation yeah that's oh, so great yeah i love that the the city goes by the same rules as everybody else yeah. as long as you get there first that's yeah. your barbecue first pit. come first serve yeah that's so we got to get there first nice and to guarantee being there first means we have to hang out all yeah. night because hey First come, first serve. That was so much fun. It was yeah. fun. The, it was really nice too. The, the weather was beautiful. It was it was yeah. great. It was perfect weather, and it was a just having the sounds of the ocean. Yeah. And, and then of course, so the, when six o'clock comes around and seven, and then you start seeing uh, all our friends start showing up, and then you know I know you had to leave that morning, but um, we ended up having a, we're there all day, have a barbecue and hang out. It's just, wow. It's, you know, that's what it's all about when you live at the beach, you know, yeah. you got to hang out on the beach. And I, I think, I think you guys are beach people. Yeah. We enjoy yeah, the beach. Yeah. Oh, you want to get onto the ship? Yeah. He's excited. Day? He's okay. excited yeah. to talk about it. Why don't you, why don't you tell Stephen what's our chosen okay. ship of the day our today? Our chosen ship is the, um, SS Evangeline, um, Oh, she's the SS Evangeline. SS yeah. Evangeline. She later yeah. become she, known. Yeah. She became more famous, even though she was yeah, a great she ship. Was, yeah, she was more famously known as the SS Yarmouth Castle. Um, so um, I believe she was built. She was built in the 1930s. I think it was 1931. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sort of like our um, earlier mentioned La Janelle. Um, yeah, and at this time the La Janelle was the Bahama Star. So yeah. Bahama Star was. They were both. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the very start of her career, she was Born Quinn, but that was her name, SS Born Quinn. But we're talking about as she was the yeah, as she was the Bahama Star and Yarmouth Castle. Yeah. So Yarm- Yarmouth Castle was a uh, was also an ocean liner. Um, it was she, kind of an older one, right? She, she wasn't an ocean liner. She was a cruise ship. What's um, the difference? Is there the a difference? Ocean liners follow a set schedule. Cruise ships are there just to get you to the destination. And let you have fun, and then they bring you back to where you came from. Oh, okay. 
So, no. so the the ocean yeah. liner is more yeah. of a travel yeah, mode ocean, of travel. Yeah, ocean liners. It's like on um, cruise ships, obviously cruise ships. Ocean liners are like going on a plane now. You want to get to the destination as fast as possible. So Titanic then was an ocean liner. Yeah, it's Titanic. Liner. Yeah. Titanic was an ocean liner. Yep, it was an ocean liner. So that, but the Yarmouth Castle was a cruise ship, right? Yeah, Yarmouth Castle along with um, Lajeunesse was a cruise ship. Yeah, but Lajeunesse was the Bahama Star at the time. And yep. what was the other? There was another couple of, uh, but they they were the ones that were going back and forth from Nassau. They were like the yeah, the two Nassau, main ones going back from Nassau yep. to Miami, Nassau back and, and forth. Miami, yeah, cruise. Yeah. So yeah, and it, so there's a there's an actual there's kind of a little bit of a tie in. So uh, Yarmouth Castle was kind of an old wooden ship and there was like some questions as to whether or not it was super safe to whatever uh-huh. and then there was like an incident right yeah yeah should we let somebody uh, else tell us the story yeah on that? i agree with you yeah let's I let our I think, what kind of incident was yeah, that? Um, are you are you familiar with a, a musician by the name of Gordon Lightfoot who yeah. had a song he had a song oh, yeah. obviously the right. um uh-huh. it's called Ballad of the Yarmouth Castle yeah, so he oh, he yeah. did a song called the Battle, but but we remember him better for his yeah. song about the song the, the Ed- ship up in Michigan. Yeah, what was that one called um, again? The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. The wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. So so what we're gonna do because we're we're talking about the Yarmouth Castle, we're going to let him share the story with us. We're gonna listen. And I'll keep the mics on so that we can, if we need to, but we're going to mostly listen. Yeah. And then um, let's, let's let Gordon Lightfoot tell the story. How's that sound? Okay. Let's go yeah. there. All right. Thank you very much. I don't, <laughs> I don't, as long as uh, Robert Service wrote it, it's not in bad taste. <laughs> And uh, this is uh, a song of mine, uh, which I've written, which is sort of like an epic, which I mean, is, it's a story. And uh, I played it for, uh, for Ian Tyson. He said, my God, you've written an epic. He said, so I'm calling it an epic. It's a song about a ship. It's going down well with the audience. That's her. I'm going to tell you about it. This song is about the cruise ship Yarmouth Castle, which sank uh, on the way from Miami to Nassau about six weeks ago, or two months ago. And uh, the thing about the ship was that it was registered in Panama, and uh, that way it avoided the American navigation laws for safety. The fire equipment was inadequate. And anybody that knew ships knew that it was an old ship and uh, that it should have been under repair, extensive repair, or it should have uh, been off the sea. And uh, the fact that the captain left the, the wreck at the height of the emergency caused a few eyebrows to raise here and there. And uh, the only way that the 350 people who were saved, and there were 85 people that went down with the ship, most of them trapped below decks, um, the only reason they were saved was because the ship was being followed by another cruise ship called the Bahama Star, which took off the people as they jumped overboard. Our, our La Janelle song really? called The Battle of the Armouth Castle. Yeah. Well, it's four o'clock in the afternoon, the anchors have been weighed from Miami 
to Nassau, she's bound across the waves. She's a heading south to Biscayne Bay and to the open sea. The Yarmouth Castle, she's a dying and don't know it. Now the many years she's been to sea, she's seen the better times. She gives a groan of protest as they cast away her lines. And the grumble of her engines and the rust along her spine Tells the castle she's too old to be sailing But the sands run out within her heart A tiny spark glows red And smolders through the evening There's laughter overhead Well, the dinner's served and the cards are dealt And the drinks are passed around while deep within the fire starts a burning Now it's midnight on the open sea And the moon is shining bright Some people join the party And others say goodnight There's many who are sleeping now It's been a busy day And the tiny wisp of smoke is arising She groans, I'm burning, let someone understand But her silent plea is wasted in the playing of the band Everybody's dancing on the decks and they're having such a time And a voice says, shut up and deal, I'm losing Deep within the Yarmouth Castle, the fire begins to glow it leaps into the hallways and climbs and twists and grows Now the paint she wore to keep her young, oh Lord, how well it burns And soon that old fire is raging Now beneath the bridge she's climbing fast, the captain stands aloft He calls up to the bosun, says, bosun, we're lost now the ragged hoses in the racks, no pressure do they hold And the people down below are a-dying All amidships, oh, she's blazing now, she's spreading fore and aft And the people are a-scrambling as the fire blocks their path Now the evil smoke surrounds them and they're falling in the tracks and the captain in his lifeboat is leaving Oh, then the ship Bahama Star comes steaming through the night She sees the castle blazing and tis a terrible sight Jump down, jump down, her captain cries, we'll save you if we can And the paint on his funnels is a-frying God help the ones who sleep below and cannot find a way Thank God for those we rescue upon this awful day now the heroes they 
are many, but the times are growing slim. For now, from stern to bow, she's a blazing. Oh, the Yarmouth Castle's moaning, she's crying like a child. You can hear her if you listen above the roar so wild. Is she crying for the ones who lie within her molten sides? Or crying for herself, I'm a-wondering. But the living soon will rescue the ones who live to tell. And from the star they watched her as she died there in the swells. Like a toy ship on a mill pond, she burned all through the night. Then slipped beneath the waves in the morning. How crazy is that? That is so cool. So the Bomba Star was a, a was a hero, a, a hero a again, hero. again, and even more than we know because we kind of did the deep dive on this and we watched a yeah. little bit of, of some old documentaries where they actually talked to the Bahama Star's captain, Carl K. Brown, who had spent time on the Baham or the Yarmouth Castle. Also, um, he they weren't actually he wasn't following directly behind, but he saw that glow right. and he's like, all right, I've got to go straight towards it. Full bore goes towards it, and what did he do that was uh, brilliant to, to that helped uh, save the most lives? Well, what he did was, um, you know, almost of the time when, when the they usually will launch the lifeboats to save the people in the water and like pick them up when they're actually at the wreck site. Um, but instead of lowering them when they got there, he lowered them beforehand so that they wouldn't. Um, so they won't waste, waste any time. time yeah. This guy's yeah. a great guy. Yeah, he had them just yeah. a few feet off of the... Yeah. So then as soon as they got there, boom, boom, yeah. boom, And boom. you know what? You know what's funny that you mentioned that? Because isn't it frustrating when you watch the Titanic? You're like, dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> where's the boats? You yeah. know, And they're like painstakingly lowering them. To yeah. The, uh, yeah. So that was yeah. really smart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's well, amazing is... Um, the well, the, the one of the things was the the whole the part of the story about the Yarmouth Castle's captain leaving, and he went to yeah. what was the, he went to like a was it a shipping yeah. boat or a fishing um, boat? It was the Finpulp. It was a tanker, I believe, and it. Um, he went to go hide. Yeah, right? he yeah. went to go and ask them, and they said nope. They you know, wouldn't let him on their boat. Yeah. They said nope. Get out. Go uh, back with your boat. Go command your uh, boat. Yeah. yeah. And then he went over calling to the Bahama Star, which obviously then didn't let him on either. So, oh, so Bahama yep. Star said sorry. Yeah, he said. To, t- yep. to give you an idea of what kind of a man Carl K. Brown seemed to have been in this documentary that we watched, he was, as he was talking about, like, what he was kind of like saying, well, the reason he left the ship, and he was like tearing up, and he's like, I can't tell you. But you could tell that in his soul, he knew that that wasn't the right thing for a captain to do. No, the captain's leave. supposed to go down with the ship. Yeah. 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 Yep. But there were, and you know what's crazy is a lot of his, like his higher up crewmen went with him. And so it was, Ugh. remember there was a guy that was kind of a hero. I think he was just a, I mean, he yeah. was like steward. He was, yeah, and, yeah. And he was helping everybody. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was like bringing people to lifeboats, throwing some people off that were like refusing because they 
They thought that they, you know, they could, they could <laughs> last it, yeah. wait it out. He had yeah, some, he had some instant karma too. Because remember when it was finally time when they finally talked him into jumping, he jumped out and expected to like land in the water, but somehow he landed in a lifeboat and didn't get hurt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't like planned. He just, yeah. you know, because so so much smoke and so it's now, dark. Now, so who who sang that song? That was um, Gordon Lightfoot. Gordon Lightfoot. So he has a, a affinity for ships. As far as we can tell, this is only the second one that we had seen. This is only the second. But yeah, he was, as a matter of fact, the Edmund Fitzgerald, um, he's like been involved with those families of those oh. all those men yeah. that died. He's been involved. Yeah. Or he was. He died just a couple of years. Yeah, like he last died. Year, year before. Yeah. Um, and when he did die um, at the Maritime Sailors Cathedral, um, they rang the church bells 30 times. Um, In his honor, huh? Yeah, yeah. 29 for the, each man who died on the Edmund Fitzgerald and um, one time for um, Gordon Lightfoot. So. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. No, it really is cool because that that song I can hear it in my head right now. I haven't heard it for a while, but it's it's uh it's one of those. It's like a one hit wonder, right? I mean, yeah. Well, no, he had a lot of songs. Yeah, he, had, he had a lot of yeah, yeah. He had like sundown, yeah, sundown and he had he had sundown. yeah. He he had probably I would, he had probably about fifteen or twenty really good recognizable door. ones. Yeah. Sundown, something like that. Yeah. But yeah, I think yeah. he was. I think he was has like some kind of a fascination. Had us like a fascination with ships because yeah. he certainly stayed in touch with the yeah. families and made sure that they were. Oh. I think of the money that he made from the song on some level went to the families and stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, speaking of of ships and uh, attention, um, there was a young man named Steetham, Robert Steetham, and uh, he was killed in a terrorist attack on a airplane, a TWA airplane in Beirut. Oh. And here in Wainimi, um, and he, this was at a time when uh, sailors, when they would travel, they wouldn't wear their uniform because they didn't want to bring attention to themselves. Mm-hmm. And so he was on a plane that was hijacked, and they demanded everybody's wallets, and they figured out, oh, this is a U.S. sailor, a CB from Port Wainimi, and uh, they killed him. Oh. And so they, they uh, christened a battleship in his name here at the port of Wainimi. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's called the USS Steetham. I think it's DDG-63. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so, um, and I went to the uh, christening of the ship here, and uh, his family was here. This was like 30, 40 years ago, but it was really cool. Oh, my goodness. But it's a great story. Uh, You know, it's one of those um, hardship stories that makes you feel good i guess yeah yeah but it's a way of finding because not everybody gets the memorial they deserve not everybody gets remembered the way they deserve and that's kind of a an appropriate tribute i guess yeah and it was really cool because he was a cb and um they they recognized him for that but i was going to try and pull it up on my computer right now but anyways another another tale to look into um yeah the uss Deetham. wow oh that's interesting yeah. They have a shipbuilding area over here. No, they, they most of the ships are built in uh, Virginia, I believe. Wow! Um, and then they go through a, a trial period, and once they pass all their sea trials, then they christen it. And uh, a couple months ago, they they christened uh, the uh, USS Santa Barbara right oh. here in the port of Miami. Really? Right? Interesting. Wow. It was a littoral style combat ship. And it was, uh, I think it was named the USS Santa Barbara. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, again, um, you know, there's some really interesting stuff going on around here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. there really is. And you've probably seen the test ship in the 
port. It's kind of hard to see, but that ship will come out every now and then and go to San Diego and come back. And when they do testing out in the Pacific missile test range. Is that the one that looks like it's got all the antennas and yeah. sticking out of it? Yeah, oh, okay. it looks yeah. like uh, yeah. from World War II, yeah. 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 Mm. So that I, I forget what that one was called, but anyways, it's it's been in the water for a long time. Right. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh. Do you have like a forty-three on her bow? I think so. Wow. We have to. You can look it up though. All you have to do is Google <laughs> yeah. the, the the numbers on their bow, and yeah. it'll tell you all about it. I remember seeing a ship like that before. Remember that, Dad? Um, she was docked, but I remember seeing her. Like, yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, another place to go is San Diego. There's they get a lot of interesting ships there because oh, yeah. there, there's a pretty big navy operation down there. Oh as well. yeah, there's a lot of them coming and going from down there. Yeah. Same thing with cruises too. I think they yeah. get cruises going out of San Diego. Yeah, too. yeah. There's a submarine. Um, there's a, another submarine. Um, like a sub base? Um, no, um, it's another Soviet submarine. Um, I forgot its name. That one might have been four twenty seven. The other one might have been three twenty seven. I'm trying to think though. Um, I could also be getting them mixed up, but um, what's interesting is that it's not really Long Beach's fault that the submarine is. It's the fault of whoever built her because there's another one in San Diego that's in um, bad condition, too. Yeah? So Yeah, so I think they're just not built for that long of use. They were probably built to make, or they were probably bought, purchased to become yeah. museums, and then they're just yeah. really hard to keep up. Yeah, they're just really hard to keep up. They, um... They probably, they probably had some flaws in their designs. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a... I haven't seen an aircraft carrier yet up close, so that's kind of something I want to... Well, we're looking uh, at um, my, my cousin yeah. Tim, who's a... He was a, he did three tours in Iraq. Really uh-huh. good guy. He's a member up there at the SS, USS Hornet. Uh, yeah, USS Hornet. Which is a, a, a ship... Uh, um, carrier and he's he said that oh. you we can do overnight stays on it too really where's that in washington um, it's in oakland yeah. oakland yeah yeah um, but what about the the latest one is called the robert f kennedy oh right i think yeah. it just i think it's in sea trials right now but um i saw photos of it and it's like man it has three big old props underneath it and you really can't appreciate how big they are mm-hmm. so you're looking at this picture and you're like oh wow it has three props and then you focus in a little bit, and you notice there's like a six foot guy standing underneath one of the props. Yeah. And then you realize, holy smoke, this thing is five, six times the size of this six foot gentleman. It's crazy. Yeah. You try to take even like with the Queen Mary, you try to yeah. take a picture, and it's impossible to yeah. to get yeah. perspective. It's impossible on how to big catch. it is. Yeah, it's impossible to show just how big this ship is. Yeah, and then there's like yeah. thirty or forty feet of it underwater. Yeah. yeah, that's the other thing because the, po- <laughs> yeah. the port of Wainimi is forty-five. I think it's forty-five feet deep, and so when you see that car ship there, you often you think, oh, you know, how come it doesn't tip over? But there's thirty feet of it, thirty-five feet under the water. Yeah, that's so crazy. Yep, it that's, is. Yep, that's the the Queen Mary. She's got she's got pretty deep. What's amazing is that like that part plus her um plus her. Um, the top part, um, yep. that that combined is 180 feet, which is taller than Niagara Falls, which I believe is 163 feet. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, they said she, so she's taller from from funnel to keel than funnel Niagara Falls. Keel. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. And isn't she longer than the Empire State Building if she stood up? Yeah. Wow. She's, <laughs> it's so crazy. She's a giant ship. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's the it, that was quite an experience. Yeah, and each of our propellers weigh uh, weigh dozens of tons. Yeah, I think it's like a like three dozens of tons. They're talking about how well balanced yeah. they are, how there's yeah. so many tons, but yeah. you can still turn so it. Now, now you bring up another in, interesting fact about maritime business, and again, I'm learning. So when we have a ship come from Norway with fertilizer, mm-hmm. I have to uh, go on board and meet the captain, and we have a bunch of paperwork we have to do. But um, they have to keep it balanced. Mm-hmm. And so oh. there's a midline down mm-hmm. a ship, and so you have to keep equal weight on both sides. And so there's a whole trick of doing that. And so they do, like, the in a tanker ship, you have tanks that fill up with fertilizer, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have to keep the ship balanced. So sometimes when it gets out of balance, they'll bring seawater into the empty tank to balance it out. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times, more it's easier this way, they, is they, um, when they are shipping product out mm-hmm. or discharging it, and the two tanks on the on the right and left side of the midline are, are daisy chained together so that they go down at the same time. Oh, okay. To keep the ballast. Yeah. Yeah. No, and um, and if you if you're interested, sounds like you are, um, you could actually go to a maritime school and uh, and be trained in the maritime business. And then once you graduate, then there's all kinds of different career jobs that um, are available. It, it like the pilot is one of them, but we um, we have agents that have to come down and uh, work between the ship captain, the carrier, and our company and the port. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of uh, regulations and stuff that we have to work in. So yeah, there's a whole whole educational aspect to maritime business that a lot of people uh, benefit from. Let's do that. Let's go to port school together. We'll yeah. graduate together. Yeah. We'll have our graduation party. Yeah, the, the last <laughs> captain that, that came in, he was probably the youngest captain I've met so far. He was probably like 40. Oh, I yeah. Mean, just oh, wow. A really young guy. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're a captain? <laughs> I mean, it's a big responsibility. Yeah, it takes some, you got to get some sea hours too before you're captain. It takes a long oh, yeah, time to does. get to that point. You know, and, and it's funny because these guys, they'll be on the ship for six months or three months and then they go home for two months. I mean, it's a tough. It's a tough life, but if you love the ocean, you love being on a ship, you know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, if you love the ocean, you'll clean up after yourself as you're walking out off of the beach as well. Got to clean up after yourself. Yeah, don't leave it all up to us uh, fine citizens who try to clean up after everybody else. Yeah, pick up your litter, don't litter. Exactly. (laughs) Not everybody is as great at the beach cleanup as Stephen Gama. Well, (laughs) you know, I used to be surfer Gama, and um, of course I get hurt all the time now, so it's safer to pick up trash (laughs) and watch. <laughs> and watch the surfers and go, oh, yeah, that used to be me. <laughs> it really is. And, and, and the other thing is that when you get older, getting a wetsuit on is pretty difficult. Just the thought of getting a wetsuit on <laughs> has my muscles aching and has me feeling exhausted. Yeah, yeah. and trying to it's, get out of it, too. Yeah, I, uh, Catalina, I got on a wetsuit. It's extremely exhausting, even for me. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how, like, to that, at that point, it was so exhausting that I didn't... I feel like, you know, it's not really worth it because, I mean, 
It's I tough. Did, yeah, it took like an hour for me just to get my wetsuit on, and it's only like 30 <laughs> minutes about for swimming, <laughs> so that's like yeah. twice as long getting it on. Yeah, well, you need it, though, because it's cold. Yeah, at least it's better getting it off than getting it on. You yeah. can just, you can just, it's usually supposed to be inside out, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true yeah, yeah it's tough it is a great way to take in the morning as well and yeah. you leisurely walk around around the beach picking up you know and and sometimes yeah. stuff blows away from blows in from inland and yeah. it blows in from other places and yeah. you just never know so it's a i think it's a really important thing and i'm really proud that you do that and as soon as we can lock into where we're actually um, doing it will will be regular assists with that. Yeah, move, yeah. yeah you need to move to Wainimi. We yeah. need to move, we do need to move to Wainimi. Yeah, I'm gonna go to shipping school or whatever it is I need to Maritime do. We'll get back over here. Academy, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do it's yeah, something to supplement that comedy income. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I also went to Santa Cruz Island. I remember. Oh, you did? Yeah, those um, when we were going out there, um, when we we're coming back in. To the um, shore, um, we saw it. It was like a metallic balloon that popped. And it was like in the water, so they decided to go over close to it and um, pick it up. Oh, nice! Yep, it's right over by Channel Islands Harbor, I think. That's the oh, spirit. Yep. That's wow! The yep, way to so, do it. so yeah, right, right next to Port Wainimi. Blow the horn! All right, we're in our last minute. So, how would someone join you and help you out over there at the beautiful Port Wainimi on the beach cleanup? All you gotta do is come every Saturday, except on my wife's birthday, which is seven years from now. But every Saturday, we meet at the Alaska Two Six One Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> Official start time eight thirty a.m. If you want to be an early bird, we'll be there at seven thirty as well. I love that. Me and Tommy will be out there helping you very, very soon. And uh, how fun is the story of the Yarmouth Castle and awesome. finding out? I wrote. I took notes because I. I I definitely want to exploit that because that's pretty cool. Yet again, our Bahama Star is. I hero. know Bahama Star is everywhere. Yeah. All right, we're we're working on concept for a museum. That's our thing. We want yeah, to do right. this. We want to shout from a mountaintop. Yeah. How cool! All I mean, Port Wainimi yeah. is just a great place. But the La Janelle, there's just so many things yeah. about it. And whatever reason, yeah. that history didn't transfer over. So yeah. we're we taking need, that responsibility on ourselves. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Port and Stuff. On Port behalf stuff. of the fellas, thank you so much. Late.